From the rule of our Holy Father, St. Benedict, the prologue continued. Let us then at length arise, since the scripture stirreth us up, saying, It is time now for us to rise from sleep. And our eyes, being opened to the deifying light, let us hear with wandering ears what the divine voice admonisheth us, daily crying out, Today, if ye shall hear his voice, harden not your hearts. And again, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. And what saith he? Come, my children, hearken to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Run while ye have the light of life lest the darkness of death seize hold of you. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. First, from the point of view of composition, this section of the prologue is remarkable in that it includes Romans 13, 11, Psalm 94, verse 8, Apocalypse 2, 7, Psalm 33, 12, and John 12, 35. In just a few lines, St. Benedict gives us an extraordinary richness of the Word of God. I find, I find the liturgical providence of God evident in the first line of this section. Let us then at length arise, since the scripture stirreth us up, saying, it is time now for us to rise from sleep, when one thinks of St. Joseph, who was told by the angel to arise. This is one of the key words in what the Gospels tell us of the life of St. Joseph, the command given to St. Joseph to get up, to arise. And so uh, St. Joseph's experience corresponds to this first sentence, let us then at length arise, since the scripture stirreth us up, saying, it is time now for us to rise from sleep. Uh, For St. Benedict, uh, it is clear that uh, there is one state of life that is conversion, and there is another state of life that is like a sleepy lethargy, uh, an indifference to the things of God, um, the voice of God doesn't quite strike the ear, rather it's, it's muffled, the heart is not moved. St. Benedict would have the monk pass, this is conversion, monastic conversion, to pass from that state of lethargy to uh, one of 
springing into action in response in obedience uh, to the Word of God, which sounds in the ear of the heart like uh, a wake-up call. So the ear is struck by the Word of God, by the sound of the voice of God, and then the eyes are engaged, and our eyes being opened to the deifying light. St. Benedict uh, describes what it's like to wake up and have to adjust one's eyes to the light. We've been having beautiful sunrises at about five minutes to six, and if you happen to be in the common room at that time, uh, you can look out and see over the, over the Irish Sea um, just a little bit to the north. Uh, There's a beautiful sunrise. And uh, I open the shutters in my cell. And uh, uh, my, my cell and my eyes are filled with the light of the rising sun. And that's exactly what St. Benedict is describing here. And then he comes back to hearing, let us with wandering ears, it's a very curious expression, wandering ears. Uh, how do ears wander? Wandering ears is the translation given here. The, 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 uh, the idea being, what am I hearing? That's, that, that's the notion here. There's something astonishing in what I'm hearing. Let us hear with wondering ears what the divine voice admonisheth us daily crying out, clamans. Uh, it's interesting that St. Benedict uses that particular verb, that the divine voice is clamans, crying out, because where does St. John use that very same verb in his gospel? When Jesus in the temple stood up, and said, if any man thirst, crying out, he said, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. So that, that, that verb, that clamans there, immediately places us in the presence of our Lord, saying, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. But here, the word of God, Christ himself, says, today, if ye shall hear his voice, Harden not your hearts. Uh, this invitation to uh, hearken to the voice of God, uh, crying out daily. God never tires of calling us into communion with himself. There is never a moment when God is not engaged in calling us into communion with himself. Um, the invitation is, is, is uh, at every moment extended. And again, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith, to the churches. 
the the today hodie si vocem eus audientis nolite durare corta vestra. Um, the today is significant uh, for Saint Benedict <coughs> because the monk is a man on the road of conversion. Dom Elijah wrote an essay about his own life um, in response to a query that came to him from Tulsa, from, I don't know if it's the vocation committee or something, to tell the story of his own experience. Um, and he said that he used to think of, of himself in, in this essay as someone who was converted uh, from Lutheranism to uh, the Catholic faith. But now, he said, as a monk, he considers himself as one who is being converted day after day. Mm -hmm. He sees his conversion as something ongoing. And I found that very beautiful, that he used to think of himself whose conversion was something uh, all taken care of you know, when he was received into the church and confirmed and received Holy Communion, everything was in order. Uh, he said, now he understands uh, that that was a beginning, not a conclusion. And that as a monk, uh, his uh, life is one of conversion. Today I begin. And one must also learn to say, for up until now I have done nothing. For up until now I have done nothing. Today, I begin. This, of course, is related to uh, chapter 7, uh, that we consider ourselves as useless servants, not as men having uh, an impeccable record of service. Do you know in some companies, after 10 years, you get a little... Uh, uh, you get a little... Uh, Mug, mug that says 10 years. And after 20 years, you get a, uh, um, a, plaque. a plaque. And after uh, 40 years, uh, you get, what do you get? You get a clock. Watch me. Uh, yeah. And after 50 years, you get a rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an acknowledgement of, you know, no, the monk doesn't live that way. He's not uh, in any way calculating, measuring uh, his accumulated merits. Rather, the monk must remain always the man who goes to God with empty hands in complete poverty. So this, this to begin afresh each day in complete poverty is very liberating. Of course... Uh, this would be the approach of St. Therese of the Child of Jesus to begin each day in complete poverty of spirit. Um, we have no bargaining chips with God. We like to think we do sometimes, you know. God's not interested in our tawdry, cheap little bargaining chips. Uh, not at all. They have no, they don't count in his sight, you know. God prefers uh, empty hands. And, well, doesn't our Lord say it? in the Beatitudes. Uh, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So, um, this beginning afresh each day uh, is, is, is beginning anew, uh, not in any way um, co 
compounding uh, all our yesterdays. And I find this uh, a reason to have, to have an indefectible hope that one can begin afresh in one's monastic life, in one's search for God, in one's response to God's summons to communion with himself, and to begin afresh anew every day. And again, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. How does the Spirit speak to the churches? Through the sacred liturgy. Through the sacred liturgy. So this is where the monk who would listen to the voice of God must attune his soul to the liturgy of the church. And by this I mean to every antiphon, to every versicle, to every capitulum, to every epistle and gospel, to every collect, to every secret prayer in the post-communion, to every hymn, to every responsory, God is speaking to the churches uh, on a daily and hourly in the divine office. Uh, we are so privileged to live the full liturgical life. So privileged to live the full liturgical life. The monastery, every monastery, is a listening post of the church. Uh, the monk offers the ear of his heart to Christ for the sake of the church. And what saith he? Come, my children, hearken to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Uh, this venite, um, it's, it would make an interesting study to go through the Gospels and to discover and write down all the times when our Lord says, Come to me. Uh, all the times when you, you encounter the word venite. It's, it's, it's remarkable. Uh, our Lord is always calling us to himself. And here, venite filii. Uh, come, my sons, hearken to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What is the fear of the Lord? It is uh, the adoration in spirit and in truth that the Father seeks. And then, uh, this section concludes with John twelve thirty five. Run while ye have the light of life, lest the darkness of death seize hold of you. St. Peter Julian Amar is famous for having said, tomorrow may be too late. Run, run today, run today. Um, one of the, the symptoms of accedia, that uh, terrible uh, monastic malady of the soul, is a certain sluggishness, uh, an inability sometimes even to put one foot in front of the other. And St. Benedict says here, run. Um, sometimes uh, we can be so overwhelmed by exedia that it begins to control us and we feel it, its onset and we cower and shake and uh, give in to it. Uh, I think all things being equal here, 
because accedia is one thing um, that every monk will have to will experience at one time or another in his monastic life. Sometimes accedia strikes in middle age the monk who's been a paragon of observance, who for years has never missed an office. Uh, you can count on him like clockwork. He's been a model of, of perfect observance in every detail, and he reaches 40-something, and all of a sudden he can't put one foot in front of the other. And he goes to his abbot and says, I don't know what's come over me. I don't know what's wrong. Uh, and the abbot at that point has to say, brother, stay the course. Uh, I'll help you put one foot in front of the other. We'll even go for a jog together. <laughs> you have to run. You have to run. Um, and and um, this, uh, I, I think we can um, draw strength and grace from the word of God, which says, run while ye have the light of life. If, when you hear this word, you think, oh, I have to run a mile or two miles or five miles, it can be overwhelming. And you say, I'm not even going to begin because I can't do it. But the first motion of beginning to run brings with it, because it's a response to grace, brings an increase of grace. And in this way, the soul can pick up momentum. So never think, I can't run because I'll not get far. Just make the first little movement. And that little response to grace will uh, draw grace. And at the end of the day, uh, the monastic life is about going from grace to grace, not about going from uh, accomplishment to accomplishment or feat to feat. It's about going from grace to grace. Um, at every moment, we receive from God more than we give him.